Hello, Rabbi. Good afternoon, Joan. I hope you're doing well today. It's more like August now. The humidity is up today and it's hot, but hey, it's DC and it's summertime and it's July and August and the traffic's much lighter, so I'm happy. And you are getting on in years and we all are getting on in years as I look from my white beard to your white beard. And I think about my parents and taking care of them as and what my children child are going to be supported or expected to do as I become a little more unfirm, as we say. And my nephew is always talking about how he has to get married and have children because he will need someone to come along one day and wipe his bottom like he is forced to do for his grandfather and father from time to time. So what is the question in my mind is, is there is scripture in any way indicative of what we should do with our parents or are there are there I always believe that was more of a cultural than a religious obligation. Uh, fascinating question because it is both. And if we turn to the scriptures, the uh, Psalms, do not cast me off in my old age. So even in biblical days, individuals were concerned that the younger generation would not take care of the older generation. Now, if we look at what some historians and sociologists have pointed out to us, one way to judge a society is by how they treat elderly, sick, and people who died. And what they did is they looked at societies from the beginning of time and how they deteriorated and how well people did in them. And there is a direct correlation between how a society respected those who died, how a society took care of those who were sick, and how people took care of those who, as they aged. And I can tell you right off the bat, places that did not do those three things, didn't last, didn't do well, and had a lot of very unhappy people. So evidently, scripture has many injunctions about taking care of elderly, and also for respecting the wisdom and authority. And we, Joe, have a serious problem here in America because we worship youth, we condemn age, we discriminate against aging, we make fun of aging, and we don't hire people with skills and experience, and we come up with all kinds of sides. And it's fascinating because the young people doing this are going to get old. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned hiring people because one of the fastest and growing industries in America is paying somebody else to take care of the elderly. Which is, this, that, I mean, that's commerce, that's fine. However, our biblical rules, our religious rules are, it's our responsibility to take care of our aging parents. And by hiring someone, we get farther and farther away from being with our own parents. I'm 75, my mother died when I was young. That's a long time ago. My father died when he was 73. I can't do the math in my head, but that was many years ago. My mother-in-law is 91, very active, staying with us right now. And so let's take a look at not our 70s, but maybe our parents are older. I mean, there's, there's 
we talk about old, old, middle, old, young, old, just to try to deal with this idea. Our starting point has to be we're all aging and we're all going to die. And that's another thing as Americans that we're a death denying society. But at one point we all seem to come to this realization about our parents. Hey, you know, they can't take care of themselves anymore. Right. And what do you do? And it's always a sudden, in my experience, it's always a shock and a revelation to people. It, it's a shock and revelation because we never talk about it before. It wouldn't be a shock or revelation if as we lived, we had discussions with our parents. We had discussions with each other. And it, as with any crisis, it's only a crisis because we chose to ignore the inevitable. Nothing is permanent. Everyone ages. A condo needs maintenance. <gasps> condo needs maintenance. I never thought of that. Gee, and a building collapsed and we all go around like chicken little chicken little chicken licking, like our heads cut away. Why? Nothing's permanent. What's the surprise? A roof has to be replaced. A dryer has to be replaced. Nothing is permanent. So there's our starting point, Joe, having discussions that nothing's permanent and death is part of life. That's what happens. Now, as we discuss it, we can be discussing it with the people who are aging. One of the biggest sins that I see is isolating seniors and not engaging them and not allowing them to participate in their decision-making. We all become gunnies, Marine gunny sergeants, gunnery sergeants, command and control. And we take control. Well, I'm gonna take the checkbook away. I'm gonna take the money away. I'm gonna take the car away. I'm gonna tell mom where to live. I'm gonna tell mom what to do. This is, what it, this is making something worse than it has to be. So if you would like some steps or things to do, one is we need to discuss with each other. We need to stop worshiping youth and having surgeries without end to try to defy getting old and dying and look like Frankenstein's monster in the process or die under the knife or much worse things happen. Aging's losing hair, white, okay. Teeth. Except, hmm? <laughs> Teeth. Teeth. Osteoarthritis. Um, you know, if I want to make four points, I have to hold it up with this hand because I can't hold up four fingers with this hand anymore. They don't open. <laughs> so I have a choice. I can be annoyed. I can be angry. I can fight it. Or I can say, do I need therapy? Or how do I deal with it? Or how do I live with? So I would challenge my listener. Living with our aging parents, living with ourselves aging, and to resist the temptation to command and control. But there are times when your parents don't want to be part of the conversation. They still see themselves in control. And that's always difficult. It is, but you know what? They still are in control. They still, so what can we control? You, you, you don't, it's not an all or nothing. However, Joe, that's because of our parents' upbringing. If we make some changes now, we're all involved in the process. We all acknowledge that we're going to have limitations. When those limitations occur, we're not gonna have these crises. We're not gonna have the problems. 
We have them because we refuse to accept what is. And that's what creates the, the dilemma and the problem and the fighting and everything else. So we have to start that wave now. However, we do have parents that came through a different system. Okay, so they can be in control. And let's, let's sit down and say, okay, mom and dad, how is this going? How are you doing with your finances? And maybe they can't handle all of it, but some of it. It does require engaging our parents. It might be a spouse. You know, it's not uncommon for a husband or wife to deteriorate physically or emotionally at a different rate than their partner. And we don't want to separate people. So but it's always, yes, and it's always, you don't want to wait until it gets too late. Correct. Um, I never forget the time my father called me up and asked me if I still had my passport because he needed me to fly to Uganda and collect on a $3 million fortune he had just been awarded. You did go, didn't you? Because that would have solved all your problems. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, that brings up the scammers. Scammers have gone after individuals, not just seniors, but individuals who have weaknesses. And they're looking to exploit them. Yes, and, and, and it's the elderly that are the most often preyed upon. That's because correct. Because they don't understand technology and all sorts of other things. But we want to also always keep in mind that they're human beings. They're entitled to autonomy. So rather than taking the command and control, we want to work with individuals. And the other thing I find fascinating is there can be multiple siblings. And they either withdraw or at odds with each other rather than saying, gee, our parents are aging. They're going to need help with. Can you do this piece? Can you do this piece? I'll do this piece. Let's put a game plan together. We would do that in business. Uh, the supervisor, your boss comes down with a project and says, I'd like this tomorrow at noon. And you call the team together and you, you divide it up. So why don't we treat our parents the same way we treat business and the way we work? Why is that so difficult? And you know, there is that saying, a parent can raise 10 children, but one child can't take care of an aging parent. And it's not an accident that that says, because it, there's this withdrawal, there's this running. And I think a lot of it is cultural, Joe. And if we look at other cultures, we see that people do take care of aging family. They do have the village, they do have everyone. And we have some unique problems with our American independence, we do. And wanting to do it our way, we do. However, it doesn't lead to a good outcome. It creates problems. And people are feeling it. So here we are with a way to begin to solve it. And there are individuals out there, agencies that can help with providing support, with providing help. Maybe you have to hire a health aide. But this doesn't mean abrogating your responsibility. Hiring a health aide and then never talking to your parents except on their birthday is not being a good child. It, so honor honest. thy father and mother. That's correct. What's more basic than honoring our parents, taking care of them? So a home health aide is honoring, they need the help. 
and I'm still involved with them. I still have meals. I still go to visit. I still talk with them. And it's also fascinating because as you mentioned about one of your family members, we are models for our own children. If my children see me putting my parents away and never visiting, guess what they're gonna do with me? So it's in my best interest to be a role model for children so that they treat me the way I would like to be treated. How do they know I want to, the way I wanna be treated? By the way I treat my parents. Keeping them safe and healthy. I wonder if my daughter is listening as we speak. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. As always, your wisdom is one for the ages, both the ones ahead of us and the ones following. And since you are younger than I am, I expect you to be visiting me and doing these recordings in my older age. Thanks, Joe.